Hello, world, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Figure It Out Guy podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. In this episode, we're going to look at how to improve your credit score. Back by popular demand, people really wanted me to stay focused on the financial aspects of things. I'm super stoked that you guys got a lot of benefit out of episode three, how to start investing, um, as well as the quarantine podcast episode one, which is how to stay productive in quarantine or how to make the most of quarantine. Thank you guys so much for the feedback. We really appreciate it because that's what helps me know uh, if this is useful information or just super boring or where you're at. Uh, and it's also good uh, to help my self-validation to keep me going and give me a reason to keep on trucking. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And if you, of course, are a fan, please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. If you are on SoundCloud or iTunes or any other podcast area, please leave us a review or leave a comment or give us a like or a follow or subscribe. If you're on YouTube, please feel free to leave a comment and subscribe as well and hit the old bell. Uh, it helps us out a lot. It gives me self-validation, which is really what this is all about at the end of the day. But thank you so much again for all the help and for all the feedback that we've gotten. That's what led us here. I had a lot of folks asking about credit, so I figured why not do a quick and painless episode on how to improve your credit score. Please keep in mind that today I'm going to show you some things that I personally used that helped me increase my credit score, and I'll give you some general guidelines and things like that to kind of you know pay attention to, and hopefully this will be short, sweet, and helpful, and will get straight to the point and help you guys out. So for those of you listening on SoundCloud or iTunes or any other place that doesn't have video, I do have a beautiful PowerPoint set up, and I will make sure to transcribe that in perfect, perfect harmony. And that way you can get all the information too. I'm for sure going to go off script, but I will try and keep this as beautiful as possible. So thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And without further ado, let's take a look at how you can improve your credit score. Well, that probably would help if I actually put up the right thing. There you go. So back to the beautiful blue uh, PowerPoint presentation, some real high level shit I'm working with here. Uh, how to improve your credit score. So step one. Disclaimer, I need someone to like, I need like a real audio engineer that can just do the wah, 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 and some alerts and all that stuff for disclaimer. But again, I am not a financial professional. That is a fact. Um, all of the content in this presentation and video and audio is strictly my opinion and should be seen as such. This is not financial advice. It is strictly my opinions and things that I've found throughout my own experience. Always contact a professional when it comes to financial advice. Again, I am a dummy expressing my opinions only, and this is not financial advice. Whoop, 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 whoop. There we go. That way I just don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I always feel like when I do this, the jackass logo should be up, like when they realized they had to do the disclaimer because they got sued so many times. Okay, so first, I can't just dive in without at least telling you what a credit score is. I know most of you are familiar with at least the fact that there is a credit score somewhere, but you don't know necessarily how it works. Well, what is a credit score? So uh, while credit reports are simply a track record of your payment history, your credit score is more like a school GPA. 
It's a cumulative number that measures your success relative to others, in this case grading you as a credit-worthy individual. Lenders typically assign interest rates based on what bracket your score falls into. Uh, so you want to make sure that you know what this is and how it all comes together because obviously this could have some real world impacts when you go to try and get a car or a house or a credit card or a student loan or anything else like that. Uh, you want to make sure you understand how this works. Uh, credit scores aren't just used by banks. Increasingly, insurance firms, landlords, and even employers are using credit scores as a proxy for figuring out how responsible you are. This is kind of obnoxious because even if you're like the most stand-up dude ever and like everyone depends on you and you'd never let anyone down, blah, 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 blah. If you were not paying your stuff on time or you don't have a credit history or you have a bad credit history or a low score, oftentimes people will use this as a way of determining if you're a responsible person. Uh, it's kind of shitty because it's a very big generalization, but it does happen all the time. So credit is very, very important, not even just for trying to buy things, but for wanting to get an apartment or anything else, you know, getting a job, a house, whatever it may be. The, more, the most widely used score is from a company called FICO. And this score ranges from 300 to 850. On, a FICO, on the FICO scale, the higher the number, the better. So basically, this is the opposite of golf. The higher that number is, the better you are and the more that you can be like, what's up? I did it. I'm the best. Uh, you can compare it with your friends. Actually, it's kind of like, I don't know, taboo to like reveal credit scores with people, I guess, and like talk about that stuff. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I think it's like the same as like a VIN number on a car where you're like, ooh, should I give that out? But realistically, it's kind of like right there all the time in front of anyone that can find it. So I don't know, but you get the idea. In general, anything over 740 is considered to be excellent and will qualify you for the best rates. I see that sometimes where it's 750 instead of 740, but 740 is very good. Uh, if your score is below a 650, you'll pay very high interest rates on loans and credit cards if you can qualify that if you can qualify for them at all. So 650, I was at one point, I believe a 635 or 625 two years ago and I have gone up at least 125 points since then and uh, yeah so please keep that in mind you can make these changes they're not going to happen overnight but I am going to tell you how you can at least focus on some fast tracking and things like that so um, yeah and I apologize if my dogs in the background they're just trying to give me some feedback so if you hear some barking just know that they are all about love and that they are strictly letting me know why I'm the worst. So, you know, always good to keep that in mind. A little bit more on credit scores. The big three credit bureaus, known as the big three, every time I say that, I think of Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker. I can't help it, Spurs for life. Uh, the big three credit bureaus are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Each of these bureaus calculate credit scores differently, which is why you'll often see different scores from different bureaus. This is arguably the most annoying part is that they don't all use the same algorithms. So oftentimes the big three is what most uh, companies and institutions will pull when they look for credit report, they'll look for these three and then they kind of have their own way of comparing them and picking one and you know some, some only use TransUnion, some only use Experian, some use all three. So something to keep in mind here. 
Next, how are scores weighted? So this chart is pretty accurate. Um, again, everything in this entire presentation should not be taken, you know, should be taken with a grain of salt. So, uh, you know, don't take this as pure financial advice, 100% accuracy, but general guidelines. So the biggest factor is your payment history, which accounts for about 35% of how your score is weighted. So you really want to make sure you're paying things on time all the time followed by 30%, which is amounts owed or also known as credit utilization, uh, debt, those sorts of things. That's in the 30% mark. Then you have uh, length of credit history comes in at 15%. <clears throat> Basically, how long have you had things open is important because they, if you just started your credit within the last six months and you have nothing else on your history, but you're applying for a bunch of stuff, it's going to look bad and you're probably going to get denied by a lot of things. So having a long credit history is very important. Uh, the next two are kind of split evenly at 10%, which is one of them is new credit. So, uh, you know, how many new things have you added on? Do you have, um, basically, it's ironic because the high, like the more credit you have open to you, so like if some companies will just randomly increase your credit limits without you having to do anything, when that happens, that actually raises your score because it lowers your utilization and your overall and it, it raises your overall credit limits. So basically, it looks like you have all of this credit that you could use, but you're so responsible, you're not using it all and you're keeping your utilization low. Uh, then you have the other 10%, which is credit mix. So how diversified is your credit history? Do you have a mortgage and several different credit cards and an auto loan and student loans? And those things actually help, believe it or not. So the more diversified you are, the better it is for your credit. This is something that I covered in uh, episode three, how to start investing. General rule of thumb when it comes to finances, just across the board, is diversification. You always want to be diversified. Don't have all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. So same thing pertains here where if you have all these different types of credit, obviously, as long as you're not like maxing them out and all that stuff, they like to see a, a mix of credit, not just one or two things on there. They like to see kind of a, a diversification. So step one, how are you going to increase your credit score? What can I do now? Figure it out, guy. What can I do to get my credit score up? Step one is lower your credit utilization. This one has the biggest immediate impact, but is one of the hardest to do. Obviously, if all of you guys had thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in the bank, this probably wouldn't be, your, your credit score is probably pretty solid, uh, hopefully at that point, but your credit utilization is a gigantic part of, uh, as we just saw, it's like 30% or more of how your credit score is weighed. So if you can get your credit utilization, which I primarily focus on revolving credit, like credit cards and, and those types of things, as opposed to auto loans and mortgages, uh, if you can get them under 30% credit utilized, it will have a big impact on your score the next time your score is reported to the bureaus. So. Uh, an example of this is, let's say you have a an Amazon credit card that has a $1,000 limit or a Chase credit card or, or whatever. You have a credit card with a $1,000 limit. Try to keep it under $300 utilized. So you always want to try and pay it off entirely so you don't get hit with interest. But if you can, try and get them below 30% across the board. If you can do that, it will have a big, big impact on your score. It'll be... 
the reason I have this as step one is because although it's not the, the most weighted, um, this is the one that you can have the fastest impact on if you have that money available. So if you're like, hey, I just got a stimulus check and um, you know, I, I kind of need to apply it to somewhere, but I'm not, you know, I'm able to pay my bills because I have a job, but I got the check. What should I do with it? Uh, this isn't a bad place to start if you're trying to get your credit score up, is looking at uh, lowering your credit utilization. So this was one of the ones that uh, basically what happens is you pay off, let's say, let's say you have a thousand dollar limit, you've maxed out the card, and then you pay off $700. When that gets reported to the credit bureaus and they update your score, that's, that's pretty big. Now, if you have 20 credit cards that are all maxed out, that's not gonna have as big of an impact. But let's say you just have a few and they're all maxed out and you paid them all below 30%, it's gonna have a very big impact. I've seen my score month over month jump up 20 to 30 points just by getting below 30%. So definitely something to keep in mind. Step two, make on-time payments. So credit history is a big percentage of your overall credit score, the biggest uh, that is weighted. However, it does take longer to make on-time payments, which is why this is step two as opposed to step one. I know you guys want immediate stuff. What can I do right now that will make a big difference? Utilization is gonna be your biggest right off the, I mean, again, this will depend on your actual setup. This will vary case by case, but generally speaking, getting your utilization below 30% will have a big, a big bump on your credit score. Uh, if you find late payments on your credit score that you think are marked incorrectly, you can dispute these late payments through credit bureaus and, or you can always talk to the financial, financial institution like the bank that issued you the credit or whatever it may be to try and get these things cleared up. It makes a big difference and it's a pain in the ass to do it, but it is well worth going down that rabbit hole to get late payments taken off your credit report. Always pay on time. Even if it's just the minimum payment, you wanna make those payments on time because it can take up to four to seven years, four to seven years for late payments to drop off your credit report. I know this from firsthand experience. I had a Best Buy card in the past that uh, basically what happened was they switched banks that they used for the cards. Everything got switched over. I had an email that was a college email that was not updated. And so I, wasn't, I didn't get notified because I didn't live at the same address and I didn't update the email because it was a card I didn't really use all that often. I used it to buy like one or two things, but it still had a balance on it and I was paying it. Well, then those payments weren't going into anything. I basically took three months to figure out what was happening. And then by that point, I couldn't really get anything figured out. I tried to dispute it and went down the rabbit hole, didn't have a whole lot of luck. But five years later, these finally fell off of my credit report. So five years I made on-time payments, didn't miss a thing and it finally fell off and it did have um, you know, a big impact on my score. So definitely something to keep in mind. You wanna make those on-time payments, even if they are just the minimum, make the payments on time. Do not let them go into 30, 60, 90 days out because it will affect badly on your credit report, especially if you get to the 90 day plus mark, then you start going into collections and then that gets reported and you have a ton of issues. So if you can make those payments on time, Step three, don't go too big. I know we have the go big or go home thing going everywhere, but you don't wanna to go too big. This is a mistake that a lot of people make. 
uh, right when they usually when they get out of you know college or school or whatever it may be and they're kind of on their own now uh, they go and they apply for too much too soon which can absolutely wreck your credit score so basically what I mean by this is let's use for an example of you get out of school and you need a car or whatever it may be you apply for a car loan but then Chase is like, hey, we have this great credit card that you could use to help pay for some bills. Okay, I'll get the credit card. And then you have a card that you opened in college or a few years ago that uh, you applied to increase your credit on. Let's say it's a Home Depot card or whatever it might be. Uh, and then you go get credit cards at all of your favorite retail places. Amazon, looking at you, bud, you're the worst. Uh, but basically doing all this so quickly is going to wreck your score. And I would probably argue that at some point you're just gonna get cut off and you're gonna get denied for credit. When you first start building your credit history, you can do things like uh, utility bills and things like that can actually build your credit history uh, without having to like go and, and try and apply for a card when you know you probably won't get it. So those are good things to focus on, but try to, uh, you know, keep things lower. So each time you apply for credit, there are these things, they call them hard pulls. Uh, that's kind of the lingo they usually use, hard pulls or inquiries, whatever you want to call them, against your credit score. Too many of these can result in losing a lot of points. So try to keep that like, you want to stay under two a year if you can, because once you have hard pulls on there, they can take I believe it's a year or two. I want to say it's two years and then, then they'll fall off your report. But each one of those you can expect to take between five and 10 um, points off your credit score when you apply for something and they do a hard pull. Just go ahead and assume you just lost 10 points on your credit score for doing that. So obviously you can build 10 points back up with paying on time and utilization. But if you do this with you know five things in one year, you're going to be down 50 points and it's going to be really hard to get that back up. So Definitely do not go too big. You want to show that you're responsible financially, so be financially responsible. Step four, extra things to consider. So really the first three steps are actual steps to make right now to really help. Uh, and they're kind of the biggest ones, which is what, I mean, you could go down the rabbit hole and be at this forever trying to figure out how to do this. But ultimately those three steps should help anybody get their credit score up. Um, but step four, this are, these are more things to kind of consider when going down this route. Don't close unused credit cards. If possible, make a small charge, then pay it off immediately every few months in order to keep that card open. The longer you've proven to have successful handle of your credit, the more the score rises. So this will help with the history that we talked about earlier with the chart. You want to keep your credit history as long as possible. So I have like, I think the oldest thing I have is like student loans that are like a decade old or something like that. Um, obviously those are going to get paid off. They're already almost paid off, but I've kind of not been jumping the gun too much on it just for that reason, because I want my other things that I opened post-college to kind of get more of a history behind them, be open for more years and things like that. So that when that does fall off, it's not going to hurt me as much because basically the bureaus just average out your credit length and they take an average of everything and that's what they go off to determine your uh, you know, length of history. So it's not just the oldest one, it's kind of a compilation and then an average of all those, but you do wanna make sure to keep those 
uh, open if you can. So just make a small charge, buy a pack of gum, whatever it is, pay it off right then and there, and then forget about it, and then come back and do the same thing in a month or two or whatever, just to make sure it stays open. Credit monitoring services can be very helpful to get a general overview. Now, I cannot emphasize general overview enough here uh, because basically the the like credit karmas and things like that, they're not going to be 100% accurate. So for instance, you can literally, and I tested this, you can look at your credit score and 15 minutes later apply for a car loan and what they pull will be 10 to 15 points more than likely below what the actual credit karma says at that time. So don't take this verbatim, what Credit Karma or Wallet Hub or any of those places say. Uh, it's a good place to have an overview of your credit. So you'll be able to see things uh, like inaccuracies or discrepancies, and you can make sure to jump on top of those and get those taken care of. Credit monitoring companies are not always the most accurate or up to date, but are good for general purposes. So they're great for being able to see everything. They'll send you alerts, like if there's a new credit thing that's opened against you, uh, they'll send you alerts and you know say, hey, this account opened or this account closed or uh, whatever it may be, they can send you alerts on those things. So it's nice to have. A huge thing to keep in mind though is recently a lot of these places, specifically Credit Karma, have been brought up a lot in terms of data usage, how they collect your data, what they sell it off and use it for. So if you're one of the people that really does not want your data to be used, I mean the people that like don't have Facebook or any social medias or anything like that because they don't want people tracking their data and usage and you know targeted ads and all that. Maybe look into uh, look deeper into that when it comes to Credit Karma and these other uh, places just before you sign up. That way you know what you're getting yourself into because they do have some kind of breaches there. I'm of the opinion now that every if you're going to be on the internet at all all your shit's going to be tracked. They're going to get your data one way or the other. It's just kind of the way it is. Uh, you just hope that they're not overstepping too much, which we've already found they absolutely are. But it is what it is. Every person's different. Just make sure to do your due dil diligence and research. And finally, we have resources. So what can you use to get started now? Again, Credit Karma, Wallet Hub, Nerd Wallet, all those places are great for getting an overview. I have all three getting an overview of where your credit's at, kind of comparing them, seeing things, and just to know where you're at. And again, those alerts are helpful because I got an alert that like, oh, a hard pull fell off. And I was like, oh, nice, it's been two years. I didn't even know that, but that's cool to know. And then it kind of just jogs your memory. You look into your credit again, just to make sure, because really the only time people look at their credit more often than not is when they're about to buy something. And that's when they start actually looking at their credit report and their history and, kind of making sure everything's in line. But these are good because you'll basically monitor it, you know, all the time and kind of know what's going on. So those are great resources as well as TransUnion will send you a free report. I believe it's one a year that you can get, but they'll give you the full credit report. Uh, Experian is also good. And then of course, professionals. Everything in this video is just my opinions, things that I've done. It's not financial advice. It's not something you should take, uh, you know, in, in, enact verbatim and do everything I said, it'll all change from person to person. So always contact a professional. If you've got the resources and you really want to like 
make drastic steps to improve everything and you want someone to go through all your finances and your credit with a fine tooth comb, definitely get a professional to look at that for you and you can dive deeper down that route. But I told you guys this one was going to be short and sweet. So that is it. That's what I've got. This should be enough to get you started. If you if you don't know a whole lot about credit, you should now at least know what credit is, what the credit report and score are, how to access them, and things that you can do now to try and help make a difference and improve your credit score. So without further ado, thank you guys so much for everything and for tuning in. And again, the feedback has been awesome and I really, really appreciate it. It helps with my self-validation, which is very important to keep me going. So thank you again for all of the feedback and the comments and the likes and all that stuff. Uh, we're starting to grow, so please help us continue to grow. If you enjoyed the content, please make sure to absolutely destroy the like button and to subscribe and follow and all those beautiful things. And uh, it helps us out a lot. And leave a comment. Let me know if I missed something or something you've tried that's worked better. Or if you tried these things, let me know how they went for you. Uh, but either way, I love the back and forth. So please make sure to reach out, say hey, like, follow, subscribe. That way you can get notified whenever I upload a new podcast because sometimes it varies. I'm trying to get it on an exact weekly schedule. But I was kind of on Tuesdays. Now this one's coming out on like a Thursday. So it's a little bit, you know, all over the place. But thank you guys again so much for all of the help and for all the support. I hope this is helpful to you. I hope you found this useful. And of course, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and have a fantastic day. Stay healthy out there, my friends. We will endure. And I will be back next week with episode five. Thanks again. Love you guys. And I am out.